Thanks for listening to the podcast of Hope Church in East Hampton, Connecticut. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve the world. To find out more about Hope Church, be sure to check out our website at cthope.com. Well, here we are. We are five days away from Christmas. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Hope Church service this morning. Um, I am so excited for all of you who have been joining us for our Unexpected Advent series. And um, honestly, it has been so much fun for me. Just, I mean, aside from just opening the bags and having my kids go through that, um, I know this last week they love the sparklers. Uh, but it's been fun just to know that we're doing this as a community and to feel like, to kind of feel like we're participating together. So thank you for joining us in that. And I hope it's been fun for you as well. Today is our final week and we're going to be talking about love this week. We started with hope and then peace. Oh, and then last week we shared about joy. And this week we're talking about love and especially Jesus and his love for us in this season and I have a confession to make. I, uh, this week, I procrastinated so hard on writing this message. And I just wanted to like curl up in a ball and watch Hallmark movies with my favorite plot line, which is the fake fiance plot line. I have a whole list of those movies if you want. Um, I, I wanted to do like everything but writing this message. So I found myself like clearing things out to take to Goodwill. I was reorganizing my dining room, asked my husband, that never happens. Um, yeah, I was, I was totally distracted, but I think part of why, if I, when I sat down to think about it, part of why I had such a hard time writing this message at first is because I felt like there was so much pressure and weight to, to find a creative and unique and unexpected way to discuss God's love for us because, because God's love for us is so incredible and it's so beautiful, but I, I didn't know if there was a new way that I could share about it, something new that I could, that I could talk about. Um, you know, I think sometimes even we hear the phrase, Jesus loves you or God loves you. And it just feels, it feels routine. It starts to feel stale. And I thought, I don't know. I don't know how to say that God loves us in a new and fresh way. Um, but then I realized, you know, God showed me really his love is always unexpected. His love is always unexpected. And, and so there's not really a new spin or a new twist that anyone needs to share, Um, because that's just who he is. That's just what his love is. And so I started thinking about, for me, maybe not the most unexpected thing about God's love, but the thing for me that I most um, have appreciated about his love, and the fact is that it's his faithfulness. It's the fact that his love is not confined just to the Christmas story. His love is not a one-time event. It permeates into every part of my life, of our lives. And I think sometimes, you know, Christmas and Easter, we celebrate these big moments of God's love for us. And we should, right? Because it's, it's a reminder of God pouring out his love, sending his son to earth to, to live, to be with us, and then to die for us, to save us, to rescue us from our brokenness, from our sin. Um, and those are powerful, powerful moments. And those are life-changing moments. But at the same time, God's love is not just a one-time gesture. It, it goes beyond that. I asked uh, several people on Facebook this week uh, to share maybe their a memorable movie for you that includes somebody who, ha- who has this big gesture of love. So it's some moment, whether it's romantic or whether it's friendship, but where they just have this big gesture of love. 
And if you weren't able to answer online, I would challenge you, just take a minute here, think about a movie, think about something you've watched or a show that has a big gesture of love. And then as you're thinking about that, I'll read off some, some of what I got from people online. Maybe yours will match up. We'll see. Um, so I had a couple people shared a scene from 10 Things I Hate About You, especially the scene where Heath Ledger sings to Julia Stiles. Uh, the movie Love Actually, we had a couple scenes from there. Uh, one, one was like where the guy holds up a sign and he makes a video telling the girl what he thinks about her. Um, and then the other guy that learns Portuguese so he can propose to the woman that he loves. Uh, someone said the movie Frozen when Anna uh, saves her sister, an act of true love. Uh, I got the notebook. Thank you, Des. Uh, Michelle gave me a scene from Garden State, which was um, the guy saves, or no, the girl saves the guy's tears because he's been having a hard time crying and she knows that's really important to him. Um, Someone, I'm not going to mention names, but Steve Nalbandian said something from Dumb and Dumber. I don't know what that's about. Uh, I got a scene from Moonstruck. Uh, my mom said, you know, the scene in the office where Jim proposes to Pam and someone threw out friends when Monica and Chandler sort of proposed to each other. Um, but the idea is that we can think of all these movies, all these moments where people have this big gesture of love. And it's kind of warm and fuzzy and it's, it's heartfelt and we love those moments. Um, but what would happen if that was the end? What would happen if, if that big gesture of love was, was the only love that that person ever showed? Um, you know, I think we even have seen people proposing and you see these crazy videos sometimes of, you know, it's like this guy who, who gets this... Um, you know, flash mob choreography, and then there's, there's singing, and then there's fireworks, and then he takes her up in a helicopter, and they look over this field of lavender that's been cut to spell out, will you marry me? And then suddenly from out of above, you know, the, this poodle comes parachuting down with the, with the wedding ring, and she says yes. And like, we, we watch movies, or we watch um, even clips of people in real life who do this, but what would happen if someone proposed that way, and then just stop showing love. Just said, oh, well, I guess that was enough love to show for a lifetime, so I don't really have to do anything else to show my love. And can you imagine if, if that person's wife, a person's husband said, well, do you, do you still love me? And, and the person who proposed said, well, yeah. Yeah, don't you remember that, that a massive proposal? Of course I love you. And yet I think we do that sometimes with God. We, we sort of think, oh, well, God gave us this, this giant moment that showed us how much he loved us but we aren't really sure if that love carries over, if that love will meet us right where we are today. In fact, I think sometimes, you know, you, over the Christmas season especially, we hear this phrase, let's keep Christ in Christmas. And um, I, I think sometimes we, we sort of use it now in, a, in almost an angry and hostile way, like we're mad at everyone for not keeping Christ in Christmas. Um, but I, I understand why we say it, because we do want to keep Jesus as the reason for this season. We, we, want, we want to remember, and rightly so, that, that Jesus is the crux of what this season and our lives are about. And yet I would challenge you this. We, we want to keep Christ in Christmas, but let's not keep him stuck there. Let's not leave Christ in Christmas Let's make sure we carry him and his love with us through, through the rest of the year and the rest of the season. And 
you know, the message of Christ at Christmas certainly is this crescendo of God's love for us. And it's a beautiful, um, it, it is the reason that we can live and be with God and approach him with freedom and confidence because of what Christ did coming to earth and dying for us. But his love goes far beyond that. So I just want to talk today um, from a passage that's actually not part of the uh, the normal Christmas story passage that we read. We've been looking at a lot of verses from Luke 1 and 2, uh, but I wanted to share something a little different with you today. So we're going to be in 1 John 4, 7 through 16, and it says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves God has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And I love this verse. I feel like it, it, it shares, um, first of all, it, it acknowledges, it, it does highlight God's incredible sacrifice, his incredible gift of love, sending his son as an atoning sacrifice for us. Um, but what I love about this passage also is that it talks about um, that God is love, that he physically cannot be anything other than love because that is his nature, that is his character, and his character does not change. And in fact, um, Jesus shares um, another place in the Bible, it talks about, you know, God talking about the love that he had for within himself before the beginning of creation. And it's, it's kind of mind-boggling to think about this, but, but Jesus and, and God and the Holy Spirit all in one trinity, you know, that they gave and expressed love within themselves long before the world was ever made. Love is not a new thing. Love is not something that happens outside of God because that is who he is. He created out of love. And it's also a reminder that, uh, that God's love did not begin in the cradle and it did not end on the cross. His love has been faithful and constant and we see pictures of his love for us throughout the whole Bible. Um, in fact, I was looking through different parts in the Bible um, and I looked in the Psalms and I, the phrase God's love endures forever shows up at least, I believe, 36 times just in the Psalms. And also in the Psalms, it talks about God's faithfulness. It talks about his unfailing love up to 33 times. Um, and that's, that's amazing. Um, just a reminder of his unfailing, never-ending love for us. In fact, if we look through the, the history of the Bible, we see 
different pictures, different stories that are symbolic of God's love for us. Even God's relationship with the Israelites, his covenant with them was a picture of his love and his faithfulness. And there's another, there's another story in the Bible about the prophet um, Hosea, who was asked to, God told him to go and marry an unfaithful woman. And so he marries this unfaithful woman and she keeps cheating on him and going off and running away. And every time she does, he brings her back and he, he still loves her and he still takes her in. And, and God uses that example again as a picture of, of his incredible love and faithfulness to us. Even when we mess up, even when we screw up, um, we may change, we may fail, we may be broken, but God's love never changes. It's there for the daily in the big moments and in the everyday moments. And God's love continues to meet us exactly where we are today. And which is important because I think sometimes, you know, the Christmas season comes to an end and we pack the lights away. And if you're like me, your Christmas tree gets so dry and dead that it's, it's a massive fire hazard. And, and so we have to take it down. And the Christmas music stops and, and we feel like as everything fades from the season, we, we start to wonder if the Jesus from Christmas is able to still meet us where we are today? Can Christmas Jesus still love us in the middle of our mess and our everyday moments? I think especially now um, during COVID, you know, so many of us, myself included, have been struggling during this pandemic. There's, you know, mental health and depression and all these things are just increasing. And um, for, you know, for parents, for people working at home, whoever, it's, it's been difficult. We're, we're forced to live in, in tight quarters with people. And we're, we're definitely, my, I know for myself, I've, I've had these moments of just feeling angrier than I wanted to be with my kids and, uh, or with my spouse. And, I've, and then we've also sort of been coping, right? We all have been coping in different ways. And sometimes we don't do that in the healthiest ways, myself included. And if you're like me, sometimes when we, we have this buildup of, you know, of feeling depressed or feeling angry or feeling like we've failed everyone or feeling like we, we keep falling into bad habits. And there's this feeling of guilt that comes with that sometimes. And there's this sense that, you know what, I don't think that God could meet me where I am right now. I don't know that God's love will meet me here until I clean myself up, until I, until I kind of get myself back on track. And I just want to say that that is not true. God's love meets us just, just as Jesus came to earth to be with us in, in the flesh. His love continues to meet us exactly where we are. And I don't want to say that God doesn't care about our hearts. Yes, he wants all of us. Yes, he, he doesn't want our leftovers. He wants us to fully follow him. And yes, he wants us to live healthy lives, healthy, full lives in his, in his way. But that doesn't mean that when we screw up, he's not there. It doesn't mean that when we screw up, that he's not with us. He's always there. And if you are someone even today, who feels like you, you aren't sure if you have faith in God. Maybe you don't know if you believe in him. Maybe you aren't sure you've ever accepted his love for you that, that changes you, that, that can save you. Um, and if that is you, I just want to encourage you um, 
it doesn't, you know, I think the same thing is true with, with talking to God. Sometimes we feel like we have to respond to him with a big gesture, with some perfect prayer, with some, um, you know, massive, um, you know, burning bush moment that we have to just check off everything and make sure that we're following God right before he's going to accept us. And I really believe that God will take your tiny mustard seed faith. He will take you right where you're at. And maybe for you, your prayer of faith is just to say, okay, God, I want to believe you more. Please show up in my life. I want to give you my heart. I want to, um, to, to have your, your love in my life, uh, but I need help. Please, please help me. Please show up. And it's as simple, I think, as acknowledging God and then asking him to help us. Um, it's daily surrendering to him and God will take you right where you're at and he will grow you. That's the beautiful thing. We never get to a point where we outgrow God. We never get to a point where we don't need him anymore. Um, and so he sees you and he loves you just as you are today and the next day and the next. Because his love for us is daily. It's in the, it's in the laundry and the, the hiding in the bathroom from our children and the commute to work or the not commute to work right now. Um, God's love for us is in all those daily moments. And I think because of that, sometimes we, we look for God in the big moments. And maybe it's why we're so attracted to, to these big seasons like Easter and Christmas, because it's like, oh, this, this huge expression of God's love. But, but sometimes we can miss that God's, God's love in daily moments. Uh, my friend Brant reminded me of the story of Elijah from 1 Kings 19. And the prophet, you know, was going through a period of depression and he wandered in the wilderness and was trying to just have a moment with God. And so he's waiting for God to show up. And the Bible says that uh, first there was this like uh, earthquake and there was a fire and all these like big, these big um, moments that you think, okay, that's where God's going to show up. But God didn't show up in those things. But the Bible says that then there was a whisper and that's where Elijah experienced God was in this, in this whisper and he heard God's voice. And I think the same is true for us. Sometimes I just look around at, at the simplicity of, of the beauty of nature, of, you know, the way my kid smiles, of um, just little, little daily prayers and, and moments I have with God throughout the day that, that remind me that he loves me, that he sustains me, that he's with me. Um, it's not always the big gestures And I, I think as we ponder God's love for us in that way, God's daily love for us, it leads us, it leads us to an action, or it should lead us to an action. Um, and so I just want to challenge us that even as we experience God's daily love for us, God is calling us to show daily love for other people. Um, again, I think, you know, I, as for me... I've had so many times where my friends have shown me big gestures of love. I've had, like, my friends have thrown me murder mystery birthday parties and, you know, friends nights where we all dress up. And um, they've, they've done some incredible things for me. But the reason that I know my friends love me usually isn't the flashy things. It's, it's the daily things. It's the weekly texts, the checking in, the letting me vent. It's, it's the... Um, you know, random get-togethers or Zoom calls right now uh, just to check in, just to talk. It's those moments where I have completely failed or completely let someone down or made a mistake and they show me grace. Um, those are the reasons, those are the things that make me know that my friends love me. It's the daily love. It's the daily little moments that add up, um, that reveal their faithfulness to me as friends. And I think similarly in this season, 
We, we are prone to, to be bold and generous in love in this season, right? We're, we're all kind of looking for ways that we can reach out to someone or um, give to a charity. And those are amazing things. And those are, those are really good things. I don't want to minimize that. But I think sometimes it's easy for us to get caught up in those things and forget that we need to sustain the little, the daily love throughout our lives. Um, and I think this starts in one way with, um, you know, it's, it's easy for us to have these big moments of love, but then turn around and be divisive with one another. We can, we can, we can go and donate a ton of money to a charity, and then, you know, at the next moment, we're, we're being rude to someone, you know, in the Starbucks line, or we're um, not paying attention to someone who, who needs encouragement. And... You know, I think especially Dan talked about post-Christian world that we live in. I think a lot of times we're, we, we're, we're going we're gonna to butt heads more and more with the world. And I, I realize that as we do that, um, we can keep fighting for the big things that feel so important to us. We can keep fighting for, uh, for people to see things our way, but maybe we're missing the point. And again, maybe we should be less concerned um, with with whether people are all keeping Christ in Christmas with us and more concerned with whether they see Christ in us. And maybe we should be less concerned whether the, the larger culture is embracing all of the values that we want them to and more concerned with whether the love of Christ in us is influencing our culture, with whether the culture is, is experiencing God's love through us. What would that look like? How would that change? And in order to remain in God's love, in order to to, to live these daily moments of love. God doesn't tell us to strive, to, to work harder, to be better, to grit our teeth and, you know, show up every week to church. No, God's, God's uh, instruction for us to, to be people of love is very simple. And John 15, 5 through 12 talks about this. It says, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. That's the key word, the key phrase there, remain in my love. Verse 10 says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And it's this reminder that, um, that God's love isn't something we, we, we strive for. It's something that we, we get from remaining in him, from embracing his love for us. And it reminds me, too, that um, God's love is faithful. God's love is not going anywhere. We're the ones that are prone to wander. We're the ones that are prone to get distracted. We're the ones who are prone to, to try to live as Christians without Christ. I wish I could say I'm not guilty of that, but I, I am. There's times where I'm just like trying to do the good Christian thing, and I'm not being with God. I'm not asking God for his help. I'm not living out of the love that he gives me. I'm not remaining in him. And so I would just challenge us, what does it mean for you this week to just remain in God's love, um, to, to turn off a distraction, to just rest with him, um, to, to sit and actually contemplate his love for you, his daily love, to notice those things maybe, maybe even make a list of the daily love that you see God doing in your life. Um, so it's time for our last Advent bag together. This is week four, so it will say love on it. And inside, 
we have a few things. We have, first of all, a card that says on one side, you are loved. And on the other side, it says, love each other. And the, the you are loved side, um, this, is, this is sort of an interesting challenge. And it might be uncomfortable for some people if you haven't tried this before. But I really hope you will try this because I, I did this exper- experiment uh, or exercise, I should say, uh, several years ago for the first time. And it changed the way that I understand God, that changed the way that I see how he responds to me. And so um, the idea is that you get to write a letter to yourself as though God were writing it to you. A letter that says how much God loves you and what he thinks about you. And so it's just taking a moment this week to sit down and say, God, what do you think about me? Tell me, tell me your thoughts towards me. And I, I promise you, God, God is not condemning. The voice that he, um, that he speaks with is, is not a condemning or judgmental voice. And so I would just encourage you to sit down and, and ask God what he thinks of you and to show him that. And if you don't know where to start um, or if you don't even feel entirely comfortable um, coming up with this all on your own, there are verses here. And all these verses talk about God's love for you. And maybe this week, instead of writing a letter, you just pick one of these verses and write it out for yourself as a reminder to you to stick somewhere to remember what God thinks of you and how much he loves you. Um, So I would challenge you to do that. And if you're doing this with kids, um, you know, a really fun, simple way to have them participate is to ask them to draw a picture of what they think God thinks of them. Draw a picture of God's love. Uh, Audrey Blackwell was someone who originally told me this idea. She did that with her daughter. And she said it was surprising how, um, just to see how God spoke to her child. And, and, and I think it helps our kids too to start to understand that God wants to interact with them. And it's just, it's just a fun way. It, be, it might surprise you what they come up with. So that's something you can do with them. Um, and the other side says, love each other. And you're going to notice in this bag a couple things here. First of all, there's this beautiful magnet. And uh, if you want, you can hang your child's artwork on the, in the fridge, whatever you want to do. But this magnet is also just a reminder of God's steadfast love for you. That, you know, the magnet holds on tight. It's not going to let go. That's, that's a picture of God's love for you. Um, but you notice also in the bag, you got a couple of random colored cards and these are meant for you to send to somebody else for you to to maybe share um again maybe you ask god this week who is someone that uh, that maybe needs a little encouragement who is someone that maybe i've been in a disagreement with that i just need to clear the air with and and reach out to them maybe you're not a letter person maybe maybe it's just a text or a message on facebook or um whatever that looks like for you. But just as a reminder that just as God loves us with a lavish love, but also a daily love, we are meant to show that, that daily love to others as well. And what does that look like? So I hope that um, that, that is um, an impactful exercise for you this week. Uh, and I just, as we wrap up, just want to remember that um, Jesus, Jesus does love us so much. And he loved us in this huge gesture as a baby. Um, but that baby, Jesus, it wasn't just a gesture, it's a promise. And it's a promise to love you every single day. Thank you so much for being with us for this series. Um, again, I hope that it has been uh, impactful for you as much as I've enjoyed it. 
And this coming week, next week, we're not going to have a, a live service like usual. Uh, we are actually going to be posting a pre-recorded video, which will be available hopefully in the next couple of days on our website. And our idea with this is that, um, you know, everyone celebrates Christmas at different times in different ways, uh, whether that's with family or um, it, it looks different for different people. So we're hoping that this gives you an opportunity to watch um, just a brief Christmas um, message at a time that works for you, at a time that works for your family, and that that can just be a really special moment for you. So again, no live service next week, but we will have that, that message recorded so you can watch it whenever. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I'm going to pray and I will see you guys later. God, thank you so much for, um, for your vast and incredible love for us. Thank you that your, uh, that your love is, is never ending, that it's unfailing, that it's unchanging. And God, I just pray for everyone listening um, that if there are those who, who don't know you, that don't, um, don't have your love or don't feel your love yet, God, that you would show up for them, um, not just in the big moments, but in the daily moments that they would sense you. Um, and I ask God that as we embrace your love, as we remain in your love, that you would show us how to turn around and be love to other people. We love you, God. Amen.